webmasterradio.fm Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. Your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Good afternoon, everybody, and good morning to our friends on the West Coast. My name is Dave Hutchinson. I'm Senior Vice President of Business Development for Program Partners. We're a TV distribution company out here in Los Angeles, and um, I'm also your host for today's live broadcast of AdTech Connect Radio. Today's show is actually a special broadcast uh, above and beyond the typical Thursday show, and that will be dedicating the entire hour to our upcoming Chicago show, taking place in Chicago, naturally, July 24th and 25th at the Sheraton Center in Chicago. And hey, by the way, if you haven't done so already, please be sure and register by going to the AdTech website. That's ad-tech.com. What we're basically uh, going to be doing today is giving folks a bit of a highlights tour or a sneak preview of what AdTech Chicago is going to be uh, all about, and also helpfully by doing so, uh, help attendees kind of get the very most out of their conference experience. Uh, for those of you who have been to AdTech in the past, it is a large and very deep, rich, broad show. And typically a three-day show in Chicago is going to be a two-day show, so it's going to even be more compact and condensed. We've got keynote speakers, including Faye Ferguson, uh, the CEO of Burrell, Laura Lee Albin, president of Albin Design, and, of course, my uh, my uh, hero, basically, uh, Hunter Hastings, formerly of P&G and one of the principals behind the EMM group. Uh, enterprise Marketing Management, and um, also the author of uh, The New Marketing Mission, uh, Required Reading for Anybody uh, in Our Industry. Um, while our theme for this year's AdTech has been connecting globally markets in motion, we're sort of taking a slightly more specific uh, filter uh, to the Chicago show and really honing in on the intersection between creativity and technology. So in addition to our keynote speakers, there are a series of workshops uh, touching on everything from growth strategies for marketers to search to RSS, blogs, word-of-mouth marketing, and so forth. Joining us on this program now will be, uh, after the break, I should say, will be the IntelliSeq founder and social marketing guru, Pete Blackshaw, along with Warren Kay, director of emerging products for Yahoo Search Marketing, which has got to be a great job, by the way, and Brandy Shapiro-Babin, one of the leading executives behind this broadcast and webmasterradio.fm. As an expert, as an ad tech expert, uh, Brandy will share her insights about ad tech highlights and how folks can get the most out of their conference-going experience. We'll talk with Pete, Warren, Brandy, uh, and uh, those three after these brief messages, so don't go away. Thanks. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents... AdTech, the world's largest interactive marketing event, blows into Chicago July 24th to the 25th, delivering to you the perfect composition of powerhouse keynote speakers, industry-intensive panels, and interactive workshops. Secure your presence at AdTech Chicago so you, too, can be equipped with the instruments and know-how needed to be in concert with the rest of the interactive marketing industry. Visit www.ad-tech.com to register today. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Oh, my God. Right. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of a girl named Susie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of a girl named Susie. Yeah, yeah. This is Susan Bratt. Susan Bratt. Susan Bratt. Welcome to the new world. Madonna. Madonna. The hottest woman in the world. <laughs> you just bounce a quarter off those buns. Madonna. Speaking of a girl named Susie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of a girl named Susie. Yeah, yeah. Women love a good dancer and they love a good kisser. 
I like that. I like that. Dude, you are so cool. 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 Isn't that the funniest thing? Smoocher. Speaking of a girl named Yeah, Speaking of a girl named Tech Connect Thursday, following the daily search cast, <laughs> only on Webmaster Radio d- d- dot FM. I always like my name, but now I'm having second thoughts. I'm gonna change my name. <laughs> now back to Ad Tech Connect, only on Webmaster Radio dot FM. Here's your host. Okay, we're back. I'm Dave Hutchinson, and this is a special sneak preview of the upcoming AdTech Chicago conference on AdTech Connect Radio. Um, our first guest is Pete Blackshaw. Pete is the Chief Marketing and Client Satisfaction Officer of IntelliSeq, soon to become Buzzmetrics, a Cincinnati-based company whose technology enables marketing intelligence by tracking, measuring, and analyzing word-of-mouth behavior, or so-called consumer-generated media. He came to IntelliSeq as the result of his 2001 merger with PlanetFeedback.com, a consumer website he founded in 1999 after a career in interactive marketing and brand management at Procter & Gamble, where he led initiatives dealing with online advertising development, online issues, rumor management, online sampling, and consumer word-of-mouth behavior. He's an ad tech advisory board member, a 2004 co-founder of the Word of Mouth Marketing Association, or WOMA, and is a uniquely talented individual. Please join me in welcoming Pete Blackshaw. Pete. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Glad you could make it, bud. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a crazy day. I don't know how it is out where you are, but it's been uh, very busy out there for summertime. Oh man, it's been well. I've been we've been we've been swamped. And by the way, I'm, we're now officially Nielsen Buzzmetrics. Have been for a couple months, so I probably need to update my my bio there. But um, well, here's um, a great opportunity to let people know. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, as you know, I mean, you're you're an ad tech regular. You've you've been to a lot of the shows. Um, the Chicago show is always a little more intense because we pack what is. For anybody else, five days of stuff into a two-day show. And uh, the, the conference is broken down into basically four tracks. We've got a creative conversations track, uh, touching on uh, creative showcases and client agency tango kinds of uh, formats, a professional development track uh, where you can look at sort of a technology uh, um, uh, perspective, workshops, uh, and other sort of uh, developmental uh, support structures, uh, a media track called Media Matters, and uh, Performance Plus, you know, focusing in on that wonderful world of, of metrics and uh, ROI and accountability and so forth. Um, but the professional development track really uh, touches on things like blogging and RSS and podcasting, stuff that um, Pete Blackshaw probably knows a thing or two about. <laughs> a little bit. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, well, it really is a moving uh, moving target, but I know you're sort of at the forefront and really have been for some time. And, you know, for our, our audience, just hoping you could maybe kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what folks can expect at the Chicago Ad Tech Show and also any of your own editorial about why some of these things are important and uh, any other thoughts you might want to share. Well, I mean, the good news is I think, you know, Ad Tech is really – focusing important attention around this whole consumer control space. I mean, what we're seeing in this whole social media, or some call it the Web 2.0, is a new you know, interconnected social network world where consumers, some call them citizens, users, have much greater power to express themselves and in the process impact media and brand perception. So, and this kind of often falls outside of that usual ad tech area of, you know, paid media, paid marketing. It really falls under the notion of, you know, word of mouth or consumer generated media. And whether you're talking about blogs or podcasts or message boards or online communities, um, this is the area that more marketers are dedicating attention. Just yesterday, for example, or a couple days ago, Dell just launched a corporate blog that's generated quite a bit of discussion. Big brands like GM have launched blogs that become much more conversational. You've got other brands, uh, you know, major retailers that are looking at creating online communities so they can better nurture connections with outspoken consumers. And so you've got a whole body of marketing that's really emerging here, and the Ad Tech Chicago show clearly is uh, dedicated to ensuring that that piece of the equation is discussed and debated and shared with the attendees, and I think it should be very exciting. Excellent. Well, thank you. Um, 
It really is sort of interesting, and as I said, I'm sort of a moving target, and you're very, very close to it. I guess, in a sense, and, and I hate to use the old hacking expression, but as consumers become more empowered, <laughs> they become more elusive, and advertisers That's really right. have to try to tap into, uh, you know, getting in front of them through other sort of, uh, you know, branded entertainment or other more creative ways. Although I guess there can also be a, a dark side to some of that, too. We've been reading recently about, you know, pay for posts and yeah. other ways in which corporations may be sort of, uh, shall we say, taking advantage of the new medium, but not perhaps in the best way. Yeah, I think there's, you know, an interesting, you know, kind of there's this, you know, cleavage between this issue of, you know, influence um, versus manipulation, and I think you know advertisers historically have uh, you know stumbled in their effort to um, you know communicate with consumers in the form of you know intrusive, invasive, um, interruptive you know advertising, and often we've seen a real kind of consumer backlash. And even in the social media space, there's clearly do's and don'ts, and there's a huge um, drive towards transparency, you know, so, you know, word of, you know, consumers expect word of mouth to generally be, you know, organic and not necessarily the product of consumers being bought off by, um, you know, a shill agency and the like. And it's it's forcing some really interesting questions. And I think corporations are struggling with a, you know, how do we build a blog that is genuine, authentic, and trusted, um, and seems really real and in touch with the gen- the issues, and this is much easier said than done. This is an entirely new form of going to market, and, and it's really kind of outside the comfort zone of the paid media space. And, it's, and at the same time, it's very, very exciting because I think there's new venues for really touching consumers. Think about how the blog or the CGM platform has evolved in recent years. I mean, we went from you know, what I call CG, consumer-generated media to CGM squared or consumer-generated multimedia. So now we have audio, video, you know, podcasts. I mean, think of the growth of YouTube. And so consumer expression is moving to a much higher order of influence and persuasion, and that's going to create both opportunities and challenges for brands. But one thing is clear, the brands that really figure out how to enter the conversation in a way that is respected you know, by consumers will have massive strategic competitive advantage moving forward. Excellent. Um, you know, I guess maybe the, the cynical take on this whole world is it's basically uh, the latest version of, uh, of, of PR in a sense. I mean, sort of not traditional, not paid in a sense, but still trying to, you know, either raise the awareness or positioning of a brand and so forth and just kind of leveraging these new technologies. Um, but obviously it's, it's more than just, you know, PR 2.0. Uh, well, I, think the, I think the foundation to PR is very much in this whole influential, outspoken consumer context. I think PR, you know, agencies historically have been very focused on managing influencers, whether it's the media, whether it's financial analysts, whether it's activist groups, third-party organizations and the like. And what's interesting now is that, you know, consumers have become the new influencer and they exert influence in all sorts of intended and unintended ways. And I think that's a big reason why we've seen PR firms jump out of the gate a little bit more aggressively than traditional ad agencies on, you know, word-of-mouth marketing or blog management and the like. I, I think the key is that we, you know, you know we, 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 we treat this as a, you know, a steady migration as opposed to today's fad. And I definitely hear a lot of marketers talking about blogs as though it's the flavor of the month, and I think that's the wrong strategy. And I don't even think we should think about it in the context of blogs, you know, as much as just how do we really become more conversational and relevant to consumers? How do we think more strategically about feedback and listening? I think these are the new critical must-have tools for marketers in the future, and so we can strip away all these buzzwords of the jargon and really think about how do we become better listeners and leverage the listening pipe to become much, much more effective marketers. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm, I have to confess, I'm a bit heartbroken that you will not be formally speaking at uh, at Tech Chicago this time. I know you're you're almost always uh, on a panel <laughs> or behind a podium somewhere. Um, but in terms of the sort of format or the uh, the forum, I guess of Ad Tech and literally kind of touching uh, or, or trying trying try to translate some of these topics to a panel uh, sort of discussion format. You know, this is uh, to the untrained eye is some pretty squishy turf. Yeah. And, and I know while you're not going to be at the Chicago show you you've been on panels about these topics and talked uh, as granular as any human being probably could 
Uh, and I'm doing the uh, big engagement panel at the uh, New York. I don't think it's been formally announced, but I'm going to be doing the uh, the whole you know engagement panel at the uh, New York show, um, which will which will get into a lot of these areas. In fact, it will get into the issues of to what extent is consumer generated media part of part of the engagement scorecard insofar as propensity to talk, propensity to recommend, propensity to share things online is a you know, to some extent is a indicator of, of, of engagement with the brand. And so just imagine for a minute being there sort of, you know, either yourself on a panel or in the audience, what are kind of, I mean, I've got to believe there's some organizational and operational challenges. Uh, Huge. I mean, we all sort of, you know, get that it's a new landscape and that the consumers are the new influencers in a sense and we have to manage the influencers. Um, but uh, in terms of, you know, what are the kinds of bits of advice or, uh, dare I say, best practices? Or is there any sort of granularity or structure that's kind of flowing out of the panels that we do at AdTech or conferences in general at this point? Yeah, well, I think you raised a good point about the, you know, it's not that it's squishy. It's just that it, the ownership lines are a bit ambiguous. And this is what's so interesting about the consumer generated media space and partly you know because because what we do at Nielsen Buzzmetrics is we measure this and almost as an auditing tool for brands that then make decisions on it and what's so interesting is that there's so many different stakeholder groups brand stakeholder groups who use this data so with some of our clients the folks that own the blog strategy is external relations in other cases it's the brand manager you know with another group it may be you know consumer relations um, I think the key thing is that people that go to conferences like ad age uh, ad tech you know they should be looking to become the viral ambassador within their organization of the learning the good news is that I think every corporation in America if they don't have a blog they probably have a task force or a memo to their agency saying, figure it out. And I think that anybody who soaks in the good content at ad tech is going to you know, be in a great position to send a great viral memo across their organization educating them about this. And I wouldn't initially focus on, you know, here's the secret sauce or here's the absolute solution, but just look to educate and break down barriers of misunderstanding. There tend to be a lot of questions, for example, from legal about, oh my gosh, are we exposing ourselves too much by blogging, by entering the CGM space, by podcasting? And I think education really helps to get the organization to the right level. In the same way that when I was at P&G co-leading interactive marketing, you know, you had to do a lot of education of legal just to kind of get them comfortable with websites. So I would say focus on soaking in the learning but being great ambassadors within your organization, and that will, I think, help to... Uh, you know, loosen the screws, so so to speak, in terms of uh, you know driving driving engagement around this topic. Excellent. Now, uh, just before you go, um, I got to ask you. You're a we're a PNG. Uh, Hunter Hastings was at PNG. Uh, I said in the sort of the beginning of the show that I'm a big fan of Hunter Hastings and uh, what the EMM group is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever work with him in the past? I assume you're familiar with his work and maybe even the the, the new marketing mission book. Yeah, not. I mean, didn't didn't work directly with him, but obviously, mm-hmm. kind of respect his uh, thinking and all the. You know, new new kind of frameworks and models he's bringing to the table, but didn't have the opportunity to, uh, um, you know, work 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 directly with him. Yeah, it's funny, especially out there in the Midwest. It's like if you didn't work at Procter and Gamble, you, people don't return your phone calls. I guess after a while, right, Pete? Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes I have to take my take my P and G badge off when I would go to Ad Tech because I would get dogpiled by all the vendors. You know, they, they'd somehow think that I had more control than I did. But um, you know, so <laughs> well, your, your re- reputation precedes you. But things yeah. are going well with the Buzz Metrics. I know that it has been now a couple of months now. I guess officially. Yeah, or? it's it's been great. I mean, I'm actually you know, fortunately, I absolutely love what I do. I'm kind of a consumer nut, and so I. Uh, you know, live and breathe listening to the consumer. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's exciting that, you know, our model's been validated through, you know, this merger. We've got a large, you know, obviously market research company that's looking at CGM analytics as a potential strategic plank. And, you know, what's really cool that, you know, what, what makes CGM so interesting is when you juxtapose it with other data sources. So Nielsen, you know, you can look at TV data in conjunction with Buzz. You can look at AC Nielsen Chopper panel data in conjunction with Buzz. You can look at it in conjunction with, Nielsen net ratings, and, you know, sometimes you get exponential value when you combine the two, and so it's, you know, and all of it ultimately is kind of converging into kind of an integrated, you know, media scorecard, and so it's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I think we're in a very exciting time 
in marketing, and I would just encourage everyone to really take advantage of that opportunity when when you know, your, your senior management is looking for solutions. It's okay to step up to the plate and say, "Hey, I think there's a new way of thinking about things. Here's a new model. Here's a best practice." I mean, I think that you know corporations are really looking for leadership. We saw a lot of that in the late '90s when everyone was excited about the web, and then we had the dot-com crash, and everyone kind of scurried like flies. And now it's kind of coming back, but it's coming back in a much, much more meaningful way because we've all been groomed by the school of ROI and. And, you know, we've just got so much more. And obviously, consumer attention has migrated online in ways that we would have never imagined. And so I think that advertisers and marketers have to play, and they're confused about where to play. And this is where I think ad conferences like AdTech can make a world of difference and really, you know, uh, you know, getting you three steps ahead on a very, very difficult area. Excellent. Could not have said it better myself, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again so much for your time. And I hope to see you soon. I'll see you in New York, right? Absolutely, bud. I'll call you when I'm in L.A. Very good. Thanks again. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. Now we're going to break for a commercial and come back with Warren Kay of Yahoo. Thanks. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents... AdTech, the world's largest interactive marketing event, blows into Chicago July 24th to the 25th, delivering to you the perfect composition of powerhouse keynote speakers, industry-intensive panels, and interactive workshops. Secure your presence at AdTech Chicago so you, too, can be equipped with the instruments and know-how needed to be in concert with the rest of the interactive marketing industry. Visit www.ad-tech.com to register today. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. VR Web. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Captain's log stardate 8130.3 Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra section 14 Identify for retina scan It's Monty Khan Khan you've got Genesis but you don't have me you are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms. Mr. Khan, this is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. All y'all got... I do just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you, be the master of your domain. Khan! Khan! <laughs> don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. 
Okay, welcome back. Uh, I'm Dave Hutchinson, and this is a special sneak preview of the upcoming Ad Tech Chicago show taking place July 24th and 25th uh, in downtown Chicago. Our next guest is Warren Kay. Warren is the Director of Emerging Products for Yahoo Search Marketing. He joined the organization in July 2003 and is responsible for the incubation and market sales strategy for all new and emerging products in Yahoo Search Marketing which currently includes local, content match, mobile, and search optimizer. Kay previously was the director of sales for local search, helping develop the market strategy for Yahoo Search Marketing local sales. Prior to his career at Yahoo, he was the senior vice president at Vista Strategy, I'm sorry, Vista Software, where he was responsible for driving revenue through partnership development with Fortune 500 companies. Welcome, Warren. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Now, uh, I'm trying to remember now, uh, is this your first ad tech? Um, as a speaker, no, it's my second, actually. Oh, I've okay, good. Several others. Excellent, excellent. There, there, there's a few folks who've not been to AdTech yet, but uh, <laughs> that's a great conference. Yeah. Now, were you at the uh, the past San Francisco show or uh, sometime um, last was. year? Yeah, and you know what I like about AdTech is that it brings together both the traditional marketers um, and then a, a good flavor of internet marketing and search engine marketing. Well, it really is. I mean, as I said at the top of the show, uh, this show, but, but typical of AdTech, we've got the sort of different tracks. And, and in Chicago in particular, there's a real sort of a look at the intersection between creativity and technology. But sort of on a rolling, ongoing basis, as you know, uh, we have a track dedicated to, you know, performance metrics, ROI, and some of the process disciplines. And naturally, search uh, is not only a very big part of that track, but naturally a big part of our industry. And, and, and uh, are delighted to have you both at AdTech and on today's show, so I appreciate your coming. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about the panel you're going to be on at uh, AdTech Chicago, developing an integrated local media strategy. Right, yeah, it's, a, um, you know, it's an exciting panel. I um, had a chance to catch up with several of the other panelists a couple of weeks ago and just brainstorm around the ideas, and, and I, I'm excited because it's a good cross-section of traditional media buyers and publishers, um, and then to, uh, Yahoo and a couple of other more uh, online or internet-focused publishers, all in the local space, which um, you know, I, I've been in the local space now for over 10 years, and um, it, it is evol- the online local space, and it's evolved and, and really over the past few years has gained a lot of traction, and um, you know, it's, it's great to see that traditional publishers like the Sun-Times um, start to, to really get aggressive in the online local space, and um, obviously the yellow page industry has been there for quite some time, so uh, you know, the, the panel should be a, a very lively discussion um, on both really challenges that we face in providing the right solutions for marketers and, and agencies, um, as well as some of the challenges that we see on a day-to-day basis in, in getting those guys to, uh, to adopt and, and spend more money with us. Absolutely. No, it's, it's been interesting. I've been sort of... Uh in and out of the, uh, for some time I worked with a, a friend of mine who was uh, very much immersed in the, uh, more the organic side of SEO, but also included paid search and some other things. And, and you know, local search was just kind of hanging out there as a, as a very hot area, but it was early days. But now, fast forward to, uh, you know, 2006, uh, I assume dollars are visibly shifting to the local side of search. And, uh, uh, you know, what are, what are some of your thoughts from the Yahoo perspective on that? Well, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a spend shift, but we're also seeing, um, the, the overall pie grow. So we're, we're seeing advertisers who are continuing to spend the money they do on our national marketplace, but spending incremental dollars with Yahoo on the local front. So both to help um, drive store traffic as well as regionalize or geo-target their local campaign or their, their national campaign. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited because it's not just a spend shift, it's also a, an increase in spend. And, and from a Yahoo perspective specifically, you know, we offer a, a full suite of services for our marketers. We have um, obviously a, a very successful and, and heavily trafficked local environment at Yahoo Local, um, and marketers can get in front of those consumers by um, a subscription offering or a, a more um, SEO-type offering where they can just um, pay to get included in the listings. Uh, we also have some really cool mapping functionality and allow marketers to get exposure um, on those maps and, and really show their presence and get in front of consumers on a, on a very visual, graphical perspective um, for a local, um, you know, on, a, on a local basis. And then we obviously have um, the, the other side of the equation, which is search marketing and allowing um, our advertisers to get in front of consumers when um, they're searching for uh, information on a local level, you know, which we see both through two ways, both explicitly and implicitly. So you have consumers who are going in and typing in, uh, for example, I live in Pasadena, so um, someone going in and typing in uh, Pasadena dentist or, or a 
appending their keyword search with, with some sort of local modifier. And so we're able to get our advertisers in front of those consumers. But we're also um, using IP technology and using registered data and using other Yahoo-specific um, functionality to provide our advertisers exposure to consumers when they're just doing general searches like dentist or plumber or, or any other what we consider inherently local information, but um, the consumer doesn't know or doesn't think to append it with some sort of modifier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, um, from the yacht, kind of to wrap that up in conclusion, you know, the, the thing that what we'll represent or what I'll represent on the panel um, is the publisher's perspective and, and a very holistic online strategy that ranges from the graphical and, and CPM-based offering uh, to in the middle, which is more of a text-based listing but on a subscription basis, and all the way to the other extreme, which is uh, a pay-for-performance offering um, that advertisers can pay for on a, a pay-per-click basis. That's a pretty broad swath. I mean, that's uh, what one might call soup to nuts. I mean, I guess it, on the it one really side, it, <laughs> it's a, it sounds, from the way you're describing it, it sounds like sort of a back-end, almost affiliate or syndication support structure for the publishers. Um, and then so there's absolutely a syndication model um, in, all, in all of the products that we develop. So um, the Yahoo search marketing background is, um, you may or may not know, we originally were Overture, and our roots right. are in a, the syndication and the partner model. So um, I'd like to think we've had a very positive influence on Yahoo overall um, in helping the, the product team and, and the senior executives understand the syndication model uh, around everything that we design. So um, today our mapping functionality that uh, through the, you know, Yahoo Maps, um, we can syndicate those, that product. Um, pretty much everything else that we develop has a syndication model built into it. And uh, this, it's interesting, the local sort of idea in, in the world of television and maybe traditional media in general, you had sort of uh, the world broken down into a national buy or local buys, and then you'd have the sort of the hybrid in the middle, which would be spot buying, where you might have a national advertiser, but they're very sort of specifically interested in certain regions or certain demographics around the country. I guess, in a sense, this is a very sort of a laser-focused version of that in many ways, where you can take national dollars and kind of use them to target on a very hyper-local basis. Absolutely. And you know that... Um I referenced earlier our little brainstorming session with our panel, and, and one of the criticisms that I heard on that uh, from that group, which I think is absolutely fair, is that we, we need to do, from a Yahoo side of things, we need to do a lot more work in making it easier for marketers to, to buy all those products. So we have all of them available. They're all, as standalone products, very effective marketing tools. Where we are falling short today, quite frankly, is in being able to provide a, a true one-stop solution for our marketers. And, and really, that is translated in one invoice, one um, one report, you know, one order entry system, and and you know, a lot of our our capabilities are from different, uh, either acquired through different sources or or built on different platforms. So we are very focused on bringing all those together. But um, you know, the, the solutions there, the capabilities exist. Uh, in some cases, uh, it's more work than our marketers want to put forth in order to take advantage of them. But um, uh, it is a, a very kind of soup to nuts holistic solution. It's interesting. It, it, it sounds dangerously like an ad, uh, an agency. I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously, and it's probably fair to say that there's a certain perspective that you guys are an agency and have been for some time. I guess. I mean, the whole definition of media marketing are blurring and changing. I guess before our very eyes. But it sounds like, you know, uh, as we kind of move forward, uh, I'm no doubt that the you know, ad agencies in the traditional sense are kind of um, you know, watching all these moving parts kind of uh, under their nose, and I guess in some cases getting very aggressively involved. But um, it sounds like you guys are really kind of dealing direct with clients um, wherever possible. Well, I, I'm not sure if that's 100% yeah. accurate. So we, we certainly support our agency partners and work very yeah. closely with them. Um, we're, not, uh, we're not of the belief that Yahoo is the only buy that consumer or that advertisers need. So um, yeah, if, if there is that marketer that's out there that really does think Yahoo is the only solution, then potentially um, there's, uh, there's less of a need for an agency or some third party to help um, facilitate that discussion, but uh, in most cases, our marketers spend um, across the board, both on our competitors and as well as with us, and what we see agencies do a really good job of, of facilitating is that cross-platform and cross-property purchase, um, aggregating all that information. Obviously, we're, we're never going to be in that business. Um, so, you know, where, where we see agencies adding a lot of value is being able to translate our products and our data into mm-hmm. Um, a more holistic report and holistic information for our marketers and in the language that they want to see it in. So uh, a lot of our focus today from a local perspective um, is um, acquiring and bringing on small business customers. 
so your local mom and pop businesses. But we're in no position to go put 3,000, 5,000, up to 10,000 sales reps on the street to go sell these customers. So we were working very closely with um, Yellow Page publishers, newspaper publishers, and other agencies to help bring those customers online. So I think that's a great example of where um, Yahoo can do more to support those third-party companies, but we certainly won't, won't be as successful as we want to be without them. Interesting, yeah. Uh, of course, we've all been uh, following the news uh, about Tribune and uh, some of their challenges, and um, uh, I guess the print media in general, though some seem to be thriving better than others and uh, a bit of a moving target. Um, and I guess, you know, uh, from my perspective, I'm in the, sort of the entertainment side of our world and uh, very familiar with Yahoo's kind of... Um, what I call like the aggregation, uh, attention aggregation uh, role that they play in terms of being able to you know, work with the Lloyd Bronze and developing you know, entertainment programming and so forth sort of at their front door. But, um, you know, a lot of that, I guess, is sort of more national or international in nature. And this is really a, a more strategic, more granular uh, part of Yahoo, which, you know, I know I was not that familiar with. Um, and I, I kind of sort of assume that this has been developing uh, for some time with the acquisition of Overture and others. But it, it, are the products that you represent and are developing, I assume they're still relatively new, and as you mentioned before, I guess hitting the rhythm in a certain way. Uh, on the local front, absolutely. You know, yeah. we, we, we have been working with Yellow Page publishers and newspaper publishers for several years now, um, yeah. and the, the growth is really on a hockey stick type trajectory. We're really seeing customer acquisition, customer retention, more importantly, um, mm-hmm. and customer spend uh, exceeding our expectations. You know, the, those companies, those field sales forces are really grasping and understanding the value that internet marketing can bring to the table, uh, both on their publisher platform as well as on our platform. And their marketers are, their, their customers are responding well to it. So it, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, eager by nature to, to move the needle and, and move these things more you know, faster, but um, the, the growth that we've seen over the past 12 to 18 months has really um, even exceeded my expectations. Interesting. From a panel perspective, to give maybe folks a bit of a, an advance uh, uh, access to your thoughts and some of your sage uh, wisdom or advice, um, what are some of the challenges? I think you touched on a couple, but to, to sort of circle back on that for a little bit, you know, at conferences like AdTech, and I'm sure you've uh, spoken at other uh, shows around the country and maybe around the world, um, to, I mean, again, sort of the moving target nature of some of this stuff, you know, uh, in Chicago in, in, in two weeks, what are sort of the takeaways that you would like to communicate to the audience and maybe, you know, some of the frustrations, some of the, as you just described, some of the encouraging news? And what are the kind of maybe one or two takeaways that uh, you'd like to kind of communicate uh, at a panel like Chicago? Yeah, sure. So um, a couple of things. First, we touched on them earlier, but um, the the point about um, an integrated media strategy, which is really the title of this panel, um, yeah. is a very interesting one. And I want to make sure um, people in, in, at, that are attending the show understand Yahoo's breadth and depth in this area that we do offer, to the point you made earlier, a very soup-to-nuts solution for marketers on the local front. Um, it's not as easy as we'd like it to be, and we're working on making it easier, but the solutions are there and, and the capabilities exist. Um, the other point that um, is, is really more of something that I'd like to hear, the, the perspective from the whole panel and potentially even audience members, is um, the thing that made Overture and, and search marketing so successful, in my opinion, is um, the, 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 the fact that you can track the results so cleanly. Right. Most of the early adopters and most of the truly successful search marketers um, have some metric that they can trace back very easily to help justify the spend and understand the value that we're delivering. Most of these companies are e-commerce companies, most of them, so it, you can tag the checkout page and, and really understand the ROI that we're delivering. When you start to get on the local front, you lose some of that opportunity because the conversion in a lot of cases happens offline um, or happens in, um, in other areas that aren't as trackable. So I think in order for the local Internet marketplace to really take off and, and have the kind of success that we know um, is possible is for, and I don't know if it's the industry or, or, um, or who's really going to drive some of this thinking, but uh, you know, we really need to come to some consensus and, and start to gain clarity around the true value of a click and the true value of a consumer on the Internet um, as it relates to other marketing outlets that are out there and, and um, as it relates to you know, other dollars that are being spent. So, you know, is it reach? Is it frequency? Is it, uh, are there some data points that we can, can collect like map prints or time on a site or, or other key metrics that we track that can help 
educate marketers on the value that we deliver. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, like a lot of us, I've been I've been reading about you know uh, pay per action. Now, I don't know if that's just a, a, a fairly modern buzzword or if it really is getting. You know, we went from impressions to you know click throughs to you know uh, more kind of um, uh, ROI centric kinds of metrics. Do you see um, a move toward pay per action, pay per call kind of stuff, or where are we on that curve? Well, you know that that's a great point, and that's really what what I'd like to to and the discussion I'd like to foster because um, in some cases impressions are actually a, a very valid and very valuable um, metric. And so if you're a a traditional marketer and, and your focus is reach, right, then, then impressions is exactly what reach translates in. Right? So that the more impressions that we can deliver, obviously it's to the right audience, so you need to match that up with demographic data, but an impression is valuable to some marketers. To some other marketers, it, it has very little value. They're purely interested in the conversion and, and selling a product. So I, I think um, you know, th- those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum, um, right. whether it's a click or a call or a purchase or a map print or, or any one of those other um, kind of actions, to your point, that we can track. That's exactly, I think it's going to vary by vertical and, and by advertiser, but in general, there needs to be some consensus and some, some clarity around um, what is that, that action, at what point does the, um, does the responsibility shift from the publisher to the marketer, um, and at what point do, do those two groups agree that, that that is a reasonable place to say, okay, if you can deliver this person or, or this type of action, then I know it's up to me then to close that sale. Do you, do you think, I mean, certainly at the, the high end of the spectrum, uh, on a national basis, that kind of um, dichotomy between, you know, brand and things like awareness and impressions, whereas at the local level, is it fair to say, even generally speaking, that it's a bit more transaction-oriented? Um, Dentists it it and, can uh, be. I, I think it, it certainly brand and, and brand awareness is not as critical on a local level. Yeah. But um, I would argue that you can name off the top of your head the top five businesses that local businesses that you frequent, right? And, and they've they've invested some brand equity. It may not be to the level of Coca Cola or Nike or any of the kind of the, the the big brands that we that we think of when we think of the term brand, but. I mean, I can tell you the name of my favorite restaurant. I can tell you the name of my favorite, you know, some of the things that, that I've, local businesses that I frequent in, in the area. And that, that, to a certain extent, is brand impression as well. Not sure if Internet marketing has a, a, a true role there. And, and to your point, I, I do believe that um, local businesses, uh, because of their limited budgets, are more focused on transactions than they are awareness. Um, but there, there is value to awareness. And, and I think you, know, you, you pick up your... Chicago Magazine or, or local print publications, and you'll notice um, local businesses spending a, a decent amount of money in those publications just to get their brand out. Yep, good point. Well, thank you so much for your time, Warren. I appreciate your time. And it was I great having you on. In and, uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, I will you will uh, see you in Chicago. That sounds great. Thank great. you. Great, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Right. We'll be uh, taking a break right now for some commercial messages, and we'll be back with Brandy Shapiro-Badman. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Webmaster 
Radio.fm proudly presents AdTech, the world's largest interactive marketing event, blows into Chicago July 24th to the 25th, delivering to you the perfect composition of powerhouse keynote speakers, industry-intensive panels, and interactive workshops. Secure your presence at AdTech Chicago so you too can be equipped with the instruments and know-how needed to be in concert with the rest of the interactive marketing industry. Visit www.ad-tech.com to register today. I am jealous of Katie Kempner. If you're listening to her show, she's got this fabulous kind of hip-hop intro. There are no good songs about Susan. I love Shrek. I'm an ogre. Well, see, you're my kind of guy. You're technical, you're super smart, and you're tall and handsome. We need a little time, you know, to be together. Fantastic. You're too hot not to be married. Some woman snatched you up already. Is that right? Fiona and I are married now. And you sound like a Texan. Are you a native Texan? I'm an ogre. All right. Will you play a little game with me? Oh, you mean like sorting the mail and watering the plants? You don't have to kiss my butt or anything. Don't worry. Ad Tech Connect. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Join the club. We've got jackets. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Okay, and we're back for our final segment here. I'm Dave Hutchinson, and we have on the line, on the call, Brandy. Brandy Shapiro. Is it Babin? It is. It is. I want to make sure I had that right. I just know you was Brandy, so you, know, you have to forgive me for that. But, uh, but Brandy is one of the key executives behind this weekly radio broadcast and uh, others like them uh, behind the helm at uh, webmasterradio.fm. At Technic Radio is one of the many uh, fine shows that they produce uh, every day and every week around the world. And uh, by virtue of their involvement with uh, AdTech and the folks at DMG uh, Worldwide, uh, has been very close to what we do uh, town to town, show to show, and in between shows um, with AdTech Connect and, and naturally, uh, as I mentioned, this radio broadcast. Uh, Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be here as a guest. Excellent. I'm, so, excellent. Like, I'm not used to being a guest. Well, so that's okay. I'll go easy on you. Yeah, um, bring it on, bring it on. You do, you do such a fabulous job. If you watch out, you're going to end up with a, a permanent job with us. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I have to go back <laughs> to my day job here. It's almost noon in my time. Um, but thanks for joining us. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's been interesting, of course, is at it, each show at AdTech, as folks know, but for folks who don't know, AdTech is a combination of keynote speakers, various panels, and again, we had our four different tracks of those various panels representing different disciplines uh, within the world of media marketing and technology. There are a series of workshops and, of course, this very bustling, almost bursting at the seams technology sort of uh, expo. And I know you guys typically have uh, not only a booth there, Brandy, at these shows uh, on behalf of Webmaster Radio and AdTech uh, Radio, but are doing live webcasts, I guess, right there from the show floor. Absolutely. Sort of the goal for us being there is really to continue doing what AdTech does so well, which is creating the connectivity, because AdTech is absolutely bursting at the seams with lots of phenomenal information from the panels, the keynote speakers, what's going on in the exhibitions on the exhibition floor, plus there's a lot of you know, networking components to it um, you know, during the show floor hours as well as you know, the lovely networking parties after hours. So what we try to do is capture as much information as possible because you can't be all places at one, at one time. Yep. And there's so much information to be obtained that it's nice when you have the ability to go and revisit it. Um, so we're doing live broadcasting from the show floor. We're doing podcasting. We're capturing, um, you know, we're having interviews with the various keynote speakers. We're interviewing uh, the various panelists. We're talking to the exhibitors to seeing what's hot, what's new, what's happening, who's launching what, what the hot buzzes of the show. And then, of course, we're doing a live Ad Tech Connect radio show from the show floor as well, which is very exciting because uh, we take a lot of the luminaries and uh, run them through a radio show that people can also revisit because everything we do is not only live but available in archive and then distributed in podcast format through all the major podcast portals, but we're also mobile casting. And there's some crazy kids out there that are actually TiVoing us. TiVoing AdTech and AdTech Radio? Absolutely. We have have WebmasterRadio.fm and AdTech Connect junkies. (laughs) 
we go. So, so we'll fire up the cameras and the lights and uh, start uh, the iTech television show. <laughs> I guess that'll be my job being a TV guy. I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to talk about that. Okay. Okay. But uh, you know, it's interesting for me because I uh, just to confess briefly here for a moment. I, you know, back in the late '90s um, and sort of uh, at the turn of the century, I, I stopped going to conferences because there were such. I mean, again, especially during the dot com window. I mean, every time you turn around, there's another conference uh, about this or about that, about digital this, interactive that, and it just got to be so redundant. And and not only that, but it was clear to me that there was this kind of growing interdependence between certain disciplines. I mean, you couldn't seem to just go off to a search conference without having that conversation in the context of integrated marketing. Or you couldn't mm-hmm. sort of talk about 360-degree marketing unless you included folks from your call center. And, you know, if it's, if it's word-of-mouth marketing, if it's television advertising, you know, the process, the metrics, it just seemed to me that somebody somewhere would have to put all this stuff under one roof for all the right reasons. And for me, that's when I started coming to AdTech many years ago. And just hearing you talk about kind of what's going on at the Chicago show, as an example, just reminds me that... Um, um, golly, uh, you know, it's great that somebody has sort of put all these things under one roof. And I guess one of the interesting kind of byproducts of that is literally you have everybody from, you know, Google to, you know, Daytran Media to, you know, all the search companies, um, everybody else kind of in the uh, in the metric space, the Atlas DMTs and so forth. Um, it just seems to me, and you've covered some other conferences as well, it really does seem like we have all the right people under one roof. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I'd like to think that we're sort of connoisseurs of, of trade shows at this point, and ad tech does a phenomenal, phenomenal job at basically whatever, if you are working in the digital marketing arena or, you know, in the world of new technology, as we call it, there is something for everyone to glean here, whether it's from a networking perspective, an educational perspective, um, you know, a, a marketing perspective, what have you. AdTech does a phenomenal job. Susan does a tremendous job at getting top-rate speakers that are brand makers mm-hmm. to share with you, um, you know, the company of uh, the background of their company, where they've come from, what they've used to be able to instill, you know, good methodology to skyrocket them to success, as well as assembling, you know, there's a lot going on in the exhibition floor. You know, you've got, what, nearly 80 people, and this is a mm-hmm. smaller show in Chicago. You've got nearly 80 exhibitors on the show yep. floor here, ranging from, like you said, everyone from, you know, Google to, to Daytran to uh, value clicks. So you've got a wonderful representation of almost every aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. There's something for everyone on the trade show floor. And then in addition to that, they've got, you know, their cyber lounge, <laughs> the networking area. They've got a bookstore with leading authors actually signing their books, one of them being our, one of our show hosts, Brian Eisenberg, and his, and his brother Jeffrey Eisenberg. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, and then I think to even make matters easier, because sometimes it's very hard to to traverse waters when you're at these shows. You know, we all have a different agenda when we're going. Um, you know, AdTech's really taken it a step further and said, hey, instead of sending you out, you know, the, the show roster and you know who's going to be on the exhibit floor and what you know track sessions you can attend, here's even a better way to traverse these waters. You know, they've got their AdTech Connect program that allows you to um, really understand who's going to be at the show and contact these people, whether it be an exhibitor, whether it be a speaker, um, so that you can get your hot list filled and make sure that all of your personal obligations are met and exceeded. Well, I was going to ask you more about that, yeah, because I guess in the, I think the New York show was about 6,000 total attendees. San Francisco was somewhere north of 9,000 attendees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is a lot to sort of cover, uh, and again, Chicago being two days. I mean, you have some experience in this, uh, and I do to a certain degree, but any other kind of pointers you would have or share in terms of helping people really kind of, you know, with two weeks to go, um, you know, take a breath, get out a pad of paper, fire up your BlackBerry. I mean, do you have any, uh, I mean, one immediate example, of course, is AdTech uh, Connect community. If folks have not mm-hmm. yet logged into AdTech Connect, you can sort of log in, uh, post your profile, your contact information, your interests, and sort of digitally network with other like-minded folks folks. Um, other thoughts uh, you could share with the audience? Well, I think, I think really taking advantage of something that AdTech has put in place, like the AdTech Connect Networks, is tremendous, because it also allows you to really interact with people and see what people's interest level is with you is as, as well, you know, yeah. so you know where you stand. But, you know, my, my thing is really understanding why are you attending the show? 
why are you not but just because your boss is sending you, not just because you think it's the right place for you to be, but why are you attending the show? And really coming up with the three, you know, criteria. Are you going there for education? Are you going there for a combination of education and then understanding, you know, what's going on in the industry, what the new launches are, what's the breaking news, what's the hot buzz? Because what you do come out of ad tech with is what is the hot buzz? Because I look at ad tech as being like the buzz makers. <laughs> you you know you come out of ad tech and you go wow you know there's so much information to aggregate but now I understand what the hot trends are where the focus is where people are you know placing their money where they're backing away from it allows you to kind of create sort of a track for yourself but really you know figuring out what it is that you want to achieve from this show and putting together a hot list so you don't miss anything I mean it's like the most basic of of, of things to do that people t- sometimes overlook yep. make a list check it twice. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, being on the floor and being sort of in the heart of all the action, I mean, maybe you've got uh, some some thoughts, and not to uh, put you on the spot here, but you know, what are some of your opinions on what's hot and, and kind of what is bubbling up to the uh, to the surface uh, these days? I call I call myself like the sand dial or the sundial when I'm when I'm at a conference. I sort of stand in one place. Someone comes up and talks to me, and then someone else says, "Can I borrow her for a second? And I just find myself twirling in circles the entire time on my strange show floor. Um, but truly, I mean, really what you've captured here, I mean, social networking has really become a hot spot. I think it's, uh, you know, just beginning where it's going to go today. There's so much that people are doing. Again, also Ad Tech is doing this with, you know, RSS and blogs. Um, you know, definitely listen to your first segment. And, I, and it's interesting to see how PR um, is truly resurfacing today mm-hmm. um, in a lot of different ways that people are... Uh, you know, it used to be that if something happened, a crisis management situation happened, it was create the spin, create the spin. Right. And then, oh, what a tangled web we weave. And today, with, you know, people are really using blogs um, and, and public relations a lot and, and, new, and new marketing, new media strategies as a way to really be honest with its consumer base and not be so controlled about their, their spin on crisis management or really reaching out to the marketplace using, um, you know, blogs to say, hey, how, how are we um, making an entry into the marketplace? What is it that you truly want from us? And enrolling the consumer to help them build this, which is very different from what we've seen in the past 10 years, where everything's been more cloak and dagger and then someone will come out in stealth and then launch a new product, where I see people reaching out more. Um, and using, you know, and, and using these these new medias to do so. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the hot spots are. And then, of course, you know, the traditional stuff, um, you know, like search never goes out of style. Yeah, it just seems, I mean, inevitable. I remember, you know, not too long ago being exposed to search, and, and obviously just seeing point blank how uh, how the industry was just going to kind of gravitate around that, you know, dissolving every last little middleman barrier between the consumer and what they want. <laughs> I was like, holy right. cow, this changes everything. And, and, but it was also at the same time funny to watch how bloody long it's taken to see you know, media dollars kind of shift in that direction, but it just seems so self-evident. So, yeah, naturally, I mean, between you know, Danny Sullivan, Jupiter's you know, Search Engine Strategies Conference to all the other conferences around the country, and naturally a big part of ad tech, but also to look at search within the context of some of these other touch points, which, uh, as we've mentioned before, ad tech's been sort of famous for, is kind of looking at those things you know, holistically at the same time, because it is such kind of an interconnected world in that, in that regard. And as you mentioned, kind of the transparency now, um, you know, before when uh, large brands controlled large media, thus controlling consumer awareness and information, uh, it was a little easier to kind of manipulate, for lack of a better word, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. people's impressions. And now uh, that's just not really the case. And so if you're not uh, producing a good product and you're not honest with your customers, you're going to get found out. Exactly. And so it, it's been interesting to see all of that kind of emerge kind of in parallel to the sort of rolling business conversation about a lot of this stuff. And, and I don't know, for me, it's always been interesting to sort of watch the sort of uh, transformational pressure on the corporate structure. A lot of the newer companies, you know, they're entrepreneurial. They come up from, you know, smaller shops, and they know it's about cross-functional teams and cooperations and connecting the enterprise. What's always interesting is watching what sometimes I call the old guard, you know, the uh, sort of established brand and the larger mm-hmm. companies who are kind of, they don't want to even maybe talk about this stuff. <laughs> so it's been interesting for me to watch uh, ad tech uh, represent more of that new guard, 
you know, a lot of the folks in our audience and who attend the uh, tech shows kind of know a lot of this stuff already, and they are freed up, in a sense, almost to focus in on the business conversation. You know what? You're so right. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you look at the people who are on the various panels, and there's such a wonderful representation from, like, what you call the old guard yep. media or the old guard companies or brands, as well as some of these new media people. And it's neat, it's neat to see them on panels holding hands. Yep. And, and seeing everyone sort of transform together because yep. people do. It's sort of like the Wild West today. People do have the opportunity. If you've got a great product, service, technology, what have you, you have just as good a chance at, at you know, rocketing to the top as do you know, some of the more heritage brands today just by you know, attending a conference like, you know, and I am, like I'm a big ad tech cheerleader, but it's true, but by attending a conference like ad tech because you do cover so, you know, ad tech covers so many different topics um, you know, everything from, you know, baseline, you know, baseline, you know, 101 fundamentals right up to, you know, all the tentacles that reach out into, you know, the, the next millennium, so to speak. And, you know, that gives you a really interesting way of, of doing a, like an internal check to say, hey, where are we and where, we need, where do we need to go? And all of that information is there for you. You know, outside the fact that the exhibitors on the show floor represent a plethora of information and services to allow you to, you know, focus on what it is that you do best and then incorporate, you know, some of their services as well. And then, you know, you've got a, um, you know, you've got a good formula for success. Yeah, well, good. Nicely put. We have to talk a little fun. Well, uh, well like, like the parties? Yes, yeah, the parties <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago Wait, in the more. summer. Well, yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, and it, it's going to be you know July in Chicago, um, and I'm going to be stopping uh, off on my way to New Hampshire for two weeks, so uh, I'll be looking forward to spending two days in Chicago at AdTech, and I actually am uh, uh, moderating my own panel. It's a creativity, it's a creative showcase, and I've got a couple of folks uh, who are really representing the more kind of colorful, creative side of this conversation, and so I'll be out there in full form and enjoying uh, seeing you again and uh, all the folks in attendance in Chicago. Fabulous! But, uh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, sounds, can we take a moment to highlight the panel that you're going to be on since you've been so gracious in talking about everyone else's panels? Yeah, well, if I can, of course, now I've got to kind of call it up here, but it's the, uh, I think it's on uh, day two, uh, it's the, or is it day one? That's the um, Creative Showcase in the morning, uh, Midwestern Magic. And I'll be on with Brian Linder, the Associate uh, Creative Director for Click Here, uh, the Richards Groups, uh, Sam Landers, Founder and Creative Director of Design Kitchen, uh, Tim Irvine, uh, Group Creative Director for ARC Worldwide, and Brooke Nanberg, who is the uh, Discipline Lead Creative for Avenue A Razorfish, uh, an ad tech regular. Uh, and uh, basically, they're going to be making presentations about sort of the latest, greatest creative campaigns, and not only sort of uh, showcasing some of that, but also getting pretty granular about some of the business disciplines around that um, channel selection, um, what kind of technology, uh, and some of those chicken and egg issues about, you know, does the technology kind of drive a creative idea or does a creative idea come first and then supported by the various media and technology. So um, suffice to say, I think it's fair to say that it's, it's the latter, which is um, in this sort of noisy attention economy, good creative is, is more important than ever. And the technology in many ways just kind of supports whatever that creative vision or that brand voicing uh, might be. But, you know, again, just another example of uh, several great, granular, very valuable, um, what I sometimes call learning engines uh, that these panels have become uh, within their various categories at the show. So uh, that's very my quick true. plug. No, and that's yeah. fabulous. And it, so- it sounds like a, wor- I mean, it's like, like a truly good workshop. You know, I think yeah. what you do, you, you provide a workshop sort of environment. Yeah, and then there are a lot of workshops and sort of more traditional panels, but even the panels themselves are interactive in nature. Um, I mean, people pay good money to, to attend these shows, and they really are a variable, a very valuable resource and uh, and a real sort of a learning institution in sort of the very real sense. And so, you know, we're all proud to be a part of it, and the folks at DMG are doing a dynamite job. And, um, you know, we're all going to see each other in Chicago. We are, we are. So just, let's just take a couple of seconds because the producers just hit me up and they said, talk about some other fun stuff in Chicago. So for people going to, you know, who, who haven't been to Chicago before, do you have any 
favorite places. You might uh, tell them if they're going to have a dinner meeting or maybe they get a little time to themselves where they can whisk off and have some fun. Well, I know we've got a couple. We've got the, you know, the traditional uh, on-campus parties. We've got the first cocktail party, um, you know, the day of, the first day after uh, Monday's activities. And, of course, if I had that at my fingertips, I'd tell you the, the location for that. But if you're at the receiving end of any of our uh, weekly communications, um, that's there. It's also on the AdTech website. Um, so much of these things uh, are trying to kind of make it easy for the attendees. Sometimes you go to a conference and it's like, okay, great, where's the after-hour party? Or where's the, you know, where's the cocktail party? And you find yourself, like, fumbling for cab fare and chewing lost, up time getting there. Right, lost in the city somewhere. So, no, AdTech has a great job because their, their opening parties are right on the premises. So all you need yep. to do is fall out of a seminar, fall off the trade show floor, and bam, you have a cocktail in hand and you're rubbing elbows with everyone that's important to you. Exactly, and so the very efficient 48-hour window, and, um, and and again, it's that wonderful blend of you know very granular, specific value and learning with uh, have a lot of fun. I mean, for for folks of us like us who've been there for a long time, it's really kind of building a bit of a family environment because you see a lot of familiar faces. Um, a lot of the new guard, as time goes by, are, are going into more and more sort of uh, you know corner office positions. New companies that were just startups a while ago are now becoming really big billion-dollar players, and it, it really sort of provides this sort of um, uh, ground zero kind of uh, uh, intersection for um, which is described as sort of the old and the new guard and, and the online and the offline and the creative and the technical. And uh, just gratefully, there is a forum like AdTech that allows all those dots to be connected. So, yeah, it's needless to say, it's a lot of fun. There will be parties. There will be food. There will be alcohol. There will be schmoozing and socializing. And uh, hopefully nobody will jump into the river. <laughs> and if they do, we'll just have but to But there is uh, a river uh, tour if you want to see the architecture. Different architectural stars. You can't take a river tour, yeah. but I mean, but I think you know. Probably you know. You asked me a question. I'm going to circle back to it before we sign off. Okay. You know, I think one of the most important things for anyone to do, you know, is take advantage of every opportunity to meet people. Yep. You know, the more people you talk to, just in life, this is like a here, Brandon, should pull out our little violin, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the more people, you know, the more people you meet the more you understand about yourself and the world around you. And everyone is at the show to meet people to do business, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. So the more people you meet, the more you're going to understand about yourself in the industry. And I think the coolest thing that anyone can do is just walk up and introduce yourself to someone. Be mindful if you're walking up to someone who just stepped off a panel or is on their way to speak. But, you know, but walk up to people and introduce yourself. And this is a great place. I mean, there's so many um, brand makers who are going to be attending this show. Make, you know, make it your... Um, you know, make it a responsibility for you to, to, you know, make a hot list of people that you really want to meet and go up and introduce yourself. Start creating those relationships at the end of the day. Like you said, you know, we have uh, what we consider to be our ad tech family at ad tech. Um, start, if you haven't already, start creating a family for yourself because that's what it is. If you put your best foot forward, people will embrace you and they'll embrace you as a friend and they'll embrace you as a business partner. Excellent. Nicely done. Uh, so I think that wraps up our uh, time together. Yay, God, a parting is such sweet sorrow, Hutch. But I'll see you in the flesh in uh, two weeks. Two weeks, September, uh, July 24th and 25th. I'm so excited. We're counting down. It's going to be a big show, and, and as always, a lot of fun. And uh, as we've been describing for the last hour, very valuable, very specific, and covering all the key bases. So uh, I'm going to sign off. This is Dave Hutchinson. Again, thank you all for joining us uh, online. Uh, every week we've got AdTech Connect Radio on Thursdays at, uh, uh, I guess it's noon Eastern time, 9 uh, a.m. Pacific. And this has been a very special uh, AdTech Radio dedicated to the Chicago show. On behalf of myself and the folks at AdTech and everybody else at DMG, I wish you a happy and prosperous day. Thanks. Thank you.